My name is Jane Austen, and most people don't know a lot about me, but I'm here to tell you about my life. I was born in Steventon, Hampshire on December 16, 1775 in England. I grew up in a really close family. I was the seventh of eight children, and I had a bunch of brothers and one singular sister. Both of my pa father's parents died when my father was young, but we have a very rich uncle who helped him go to boarding school, and eventually he got ordained by the Church of England. After my father was ordained, he was high, enough, high up enough in society to be eligible to marry my mother. My mother, Cassandra Lee, was from a family that was higher up in society and more well-off. My two oldest brothers, James and Henry, were ordained just like my father and also followed a career path in the Church of England. I was closest to Henry, though. Even though I was close with most of my siblings, the second oldest of us, George, was born with some issues and spent the majority of his life in mental hospitals and facilities to help him get better. The third oldest of our siblings, Edward, was adopted by our wealthy cousin. His name was Thomas Knight, and when Thomas died, Edward ended up inheriting most of Thomas's estate. The youngest of us, Cassandra, my only sister, was born in 1773. She was my close friends and companion throughout my entire life. My two brothers closest in age to me, though, were very absent in my life. They both served in the Navy and became highly decorated later on. When I was seven, me and my sister Cassandra were sent to Oxford to attend school. Eventually, we came down with typhus and were brought back to Steventon. When I was nine, I attended the Abbey School in Reading. After enrolling, I was withdrawn because my father could no longer afford the tuition. Even though this was it for my formal schooling, my parents helped me to continue my education at home with the help of my siblings and themselves. Growing up, my family did this thing where we would read out loud to each other. Eventually, this turned into highly theatrical events where we would act and dramatize all of the stories, and sometimes even family members would come to watch us. By the time I was 12, I was writing quite frequently. I would write poems and different interpretations of dramatic novels, and they were always fiction, but they were popular at the time. Examples of these were like history of England and love and friendship. Eventually, I put them all together and named them Volume the First, Volume the Second, and Volume the Third. Everyone always said that I looked like my brother, Henry. We both had bright hazel eyes and curly hair, but I liked to wear a cap over my hair just because it was I was more comfortable that way. Eventually, I became the love interest of a young man named Tom Lefroy. Sadly, Lefroy was in a spot where, in order for him to make it in life, he had to marry into money. And 
my family at the time was not wealthy enough to put him into that position. Eventually, Tom married an heiress, and he became a big political figure in England. When I was about 20, I started to hunker down on my writing career, and I produced what were known to be my first three major books, or my first trilogy. I started writing this book when I began to experience different public exchanges with other members in my social class. The three books that made up my first trilogy were originally titled Eleanor and Marianne, which was a novel written in a series of letters, another called First Impressions, which was rejected by a publisher, and the last being Susan. My family lived contently in Steventon until around 1801. My dad announced that me, along with the rest of my siblings and my parents, would be moving to Bath, England. To be honest, I wasn't happy with the news. Bath was a vacation town for rich people who wanted to spread gossip and people who wanted to climb the social ladder. That really just wasn't my scene. But I ended up sort of enjoying the experience when I fell in love with another young man who promised to meet us at the end of our travels. But eventually, a couple months after we met, he fell ill and passed away. I struggled mentally in Bath. While I was there, I started some writing, but I never really finished it. I did, however, receive a marriage proposal from a man named Harris Bigwither. We knew him. His dad was an old family friend, but I wasn't sure about it. I ended up saying yes, because what's the worst that can happen? Well, apparently the worst that can happen is changing your mind the next day, because that's what happened. A couple years later, while we were still in Bath, my dad died. This left me and my sister and my mother with no money and no way to provide for ourselves. We were women. For a little while, we tried to live off of the generosity of our family and close friends, but we knew that couldn't last forever. Soon, though, we were looking for a home, and we found one at a little cottage in Shotton, Hampshire. This belonged to my brother, Edward, the one adopted by our rich cousin. Yeah. But there, I wrote some of the most astonishing books of my life. This completed my second trilogy. Here, I came to revise some of my older books. These books were Eleanor and Marianne. These, this became Sense and Sensibility. Another one of the books was First Impressions, but it was now called Pride and Prejudice. 
I finished Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice in 1811. They were published, and very soon after, I began to work on Mansfield Park. This novel was published in 1814, and I started another novel named Emma. By now, I was starting to get some fame, you would call it, from my pieces, even though that neither Sense and Sensibility or Pride and Prejudice were actually published under my real name. While I was working on my last novel, at this point later in life, I began to fall ill. This novel was called Persuasion, and it was published after I died with Northanger Abbey. I didn't know it at the time, but apparently I most likely suffered from something called Addison's disease. The symptoms from this included nausea, back pain, irregular skin pigmentation, and fever. When I was dying, my sister asked me if I wanted her to do anything. I only asked her to let me die. I was 41 at the time. It was July 18th, 1817, and my sister was right next to me.